Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310-872-2423. That's 310-872-2423. So you guys, I'm really, really stoked to incorporate this conversation about the best tech resources um, to get immersed into the community here in Los Angeles. I have Scott Perry in the studio with me and Scott Perry created the LA Tech Digest, which is one of the go-to places to really know what's going on in the moment, every moment. Hi, Scott. Hello, hello. How are you? (laughs) Good. So tell me more about the LA Tech Digest. Why was it created and um, what is your intent behind it? Sure. Um, you know, uh, I've been perfectly involved with LA's tech scene for the past eight years. And, uh, you know, we all came from like this, this same core community. And over time, uh, we've had fits and starts. You know, we had these blank of the month clubs and we had the celebrity type things like Shoe Dazzle that kind of came and went. Uh, but something happened in the past couple of years where just through all of the efforts of the entire tech community, things actually started to stick. And I started to notice actual traction within LA's tech scene. It's like, wow, this is becoming a real thing. And, then I started looking around resources to find out more about it, and I just found that the traditional press was doing a horrendous job of covering what was going on in L.A.'s tech scene. So I took it upon myself to uh, remedy that by creating L.A. Tech Digest as a means to easily consume the top headlines and uh, newsmakers for L.A.'s uh, tech community. That's awesome. And what are the best ways – I mean people listening right now, they want to know like, okay, how can I plug in where do I go? You know, the craziest thing is LA Tech Digest, I was doing it on a daily basis uh, with all the news and a ton of tweets and all that. But it does get to be a bit time-consuming, and you do have to focus on your day-to-day to pay the bills. Yeah. So normally I do film and TV marketing. But, you know, um, the best thing you can do is to follow the thought leaders and create uh, custom Twitter lists, you know, for the people that are you know part of the scene. Okay, so you have Esprit with We Are LA Tech. You have Kevin with Digital LA. There are a lot of people like uh, Mark Suster who tweets on a regular basis about uh, his insights. Um but yeah, what I did is I put together custom lists of like the movers and shakers and the companies. Um, and then I have a, a Feedly uh, feed that just gives me hundreds of headlines on an, on, an, on, a, on an hourly basis. Because what I was noticing, what still happens whenever a big news release comes out, those uh, press releases go shoot up straight to San Francisco and then they sprinkle down here. The publicists don't really go directly to the LA press. But of course, what they're doing is they're sending out a Roman candle to um, to the world by going straight to Mashable, TechCrunch, uh, VentureBeat, and uh, all the other tech-related uh, sites out there, because what they post, you know, seen by everybody around the world, and then it trickles back down to Los Angeles, and then you have uh, LA Business Journal, which does a fantastic job of covering LA's overall business scene. Um, you know, Benco does a good job with. Oh, uh, SoCal Tech. Is it SoCal Tech? Yeah, SoCal Tech, you know, where he like takes all the press releases from all the businesses from San Diego to Santa Barbara and puts them on the, you know, puts them on his side on a regular basis. But I think what was truly missing was a lot of the personality Mm -hmm. and the people behind that scene. So I really did a hardcore dive into 
uh, LA's tech scene for two years. Um, and I've kind of been backing away from the digest as a destination. I mean, the calendar, the events calendar is really still good. Um, there's a few articles I post every now and then on stuff of, of direct interest, but it really is hard to maintain that on a regular basis. Um, and LA is maturing very quickly. Whereas two years ago, we were an early stage town that, um, because of its size, would uh, syndicate you know seeds, angels, and A rounds. But now all the venture firms in town did huge raises last year, and they have huge checkbooks to deploy. Uh, so we're doing a lot more later stage and exits like Bs and Cs and Ds. When you have Snapchat raising 1.6 billion on their last round, Dollar Shave Club being bought out for a billion dollars, uh, a lot of VR firms getting between 30 and 40 million dollars for their endeavors. We are becoming a later stage town, which is great. Um, and it's you know, rising you know, the fortunes of everybody involved. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, um, I do pull a lot of headlines still from multiple sources on my Twitter feed, which is uh, you know, twitter.com slash Digest. And a lot of it tends to be about the fundraisers and different events that are going on around town and pictures from the events that I can actually make it to. I mean, there's no less than like two dozen events on a weekly basis in this town, and it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. Um, but you have to pick and choose um, which events suit your needs best from a networking or an educational standpoint, um, you know, to fulfill your own personal goals in your career. Awesome. And how can people connect with you? You know, you can always find me on Twitter. Um, as always, uh, at LA Tech Digest. Uh, email Scott at LA Tech Digest. And uh, yeah, those are the two easiest ways to reach out to me. Thank you so much, Scott, for being on the We Are LA Tech podcast. We really appreciate it. I've known Scott for quite a few years now, so it was really exciting for me to have him on the show. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Esprit. So I'm super excited to have someone that I really admire. She is an incredible woman in tech, and she is also the creator of an organization you may have heard of. It's prominent in downtown LA called Startups in the Sky. They do some of the highest quality events possible if you want to meet incredible people and have an extraordinary experience in downtown LA. And everybody knows here in LA how downtown has been trying to be a top go-to area in Los Angeles for quite a long time. And they're definitely making moves in the LA tech space. Companies, co-working spaces like Cross Campus and WeWork and Control Collective have all opened house in downtown LA. But if you really want to just dip on over there and take the train that has just come out, which is so exciting, and go to some awesome events, definitely Startups in the Sky is the organization to know about. So I'd like to welcome to the We Are LA Tech podcast, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Esprit. I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about what the heck is going on. Yeah, I, I mean, this is great. So how did, first of all, how long has Startups in the Sky, let's let, you know, everybody listening probably wants to know, like, how can I look you up while I'm listening? So what? let's start there. What's the URL? So the URL is sits.la, and that stands for startupsinthesky.la. Um, and we're excited actually to have that .la domain. Of course. And it takes a lot to produce an event. It's a huge undertaking that is quite exhausting and takes a lot of love and passion. And from everything I know about you, like you don't half-ass anything, you lead with your heart. So why was it important to you to be an integral part in the building and energy behind downtown LA? So, um, you know, my my final year as a student at UC Berkeley, I went to my first hackathon and uh, it was put on by Code for America. And this was the first time that I had an 
understanding of what the heck is going to happen in the future of government with technology. Um, I was really inspired by what Code for America was doing. And so when I graduated and moved back down to Los Angeles, I saw a really big need to um, you know, ensure that the tech community was accessible, not just to people that had been, you know, bred for tech, but was also accessible to people that might not be given an opportunity to learn about opportunities in the tech arena. And one thing that I really love about working in tech, whether you're trying to learn how to code or maybe it's UX, is that so much of this information is actually available online it's really more of a meritocracy than almost any other industry. And so, you know, I, I just felt the, the need. You're right. I do lead with my heart. And I just thought if there's a way for me to contribute to the expansion of this community, I'm going to do it. So, um, you know, three or four years later, here we are. And Startups in the Sky has grown to become the largest tech event series in downtown L.A. We aim to, you know, yes, connect people, but also remain totally accessible. Most of our events are free. Um, the most that we'll charge is five or ten bucks. We want this to be available to anybody that's interested in learning more. What is the downtown LA tech hashtag? Do you guys have one? Um, well, yes, we do. So obviously on the West side, it's hashtag Silicon beach um, for the downtown or anybody like East of the 405 freeway. We're really firm believers in the hashtag tech LA hashtag. Huh. I like the tech LA hashtag. <laughs> so totally. that's, that's what we, that's what we typically use. Although to be honest, I use Silicon beach too. Okay. So you created startups in the sky and like, how is it? Because people, you know, people are like, Okay, just another networking event. Like what makes Startups in the Sky events different than other events that exist? I like to say that we're a little bit more heartfelt than most. We're local, we're homegrown. Uh, and our end goal is to be both accessible, but also uh, really poignant in the way that we're drawing attention to the tech ecosystem. Um, our events are not just networking and they're not just panels. They're both. We offer, you know, delicious food and most importantly, great views of downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, they're all in skies scrapers, you guys. The views are just outstanding. They're so cool. And earlier you mentioned Zach Sekar from LA Tech Happy Hour. What exactly is LA Tech Happy Hour? And I know that we're going to have them on the show as well. Like, so what's that? Because they've been around for a long time. Yeah. He just celebrated his five-year anniversary. So um, he started this uh, meetup group obviously five years ago. This was before Silicon Beach was even really being called Silicon Beach. And he started a meetup for, you know, fellow tech entrepreneurs. And it has blossomed into the largest tech meetup group in the entire city of Los Angeles and actually probably the entire county of Los Angeles. Um, and they have over 9,000 members of their meetup group. So anybody that is members of any other meetup group will probably, you know, acknowledge that that's a heck of a lot of people. And that is a lot of people. Yeah. Cool. How can people connect with you? So I'm on Twitter. Uh, that's one way. My Twitter handle is rachacha920. That's R-A-C-H-A-C-H-A-920. I've actually been criticized a lot for my Twitter handle because it's kind of challenging, but it's my nickname and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, and then you can also actually email info at 
S-I-T-S dot L-A and connect with my co-founder, Zach, and myself directly through that email. Awesome. Well, thank you for bringing a piece of the Startups in the Sky story to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I appreciate Rachel and everything she does for the community and just for me as a person so much. And so it's really exciting to have her on the show. And thank you for having me. Of course. Yay. So I'm really stoked to connect you guys with Matt Cooper. I have Matt Cooper here in the studio with me. Matt created the Silicon Beach Facebook group. Now, first of all, my favorite thing about this Facebook group, other than it's like widely useful and it is like the best way to connect with others um, utilizing Facebook in the LA tech community. What I love about it is that Matt actually cares. He doesn't have some agenda or ulterior motive. He like has a lot of integrity behind it and how Matt and I came together um, kind of uniting the Silicon Beach Facebook forces and the We Are LA Tech forces is, do you remember this conversation? Uh, he had said that whenever anybody would post an Eventbrite link in the Facebook group, the, it, would ta- the, the, it would take up the whole feed because they have these really large images. And I'm like, well, because We Are LA Tech has the calendar, why don't I have a Facebook group just for events, nothing else? And he's like, that's great. And so then that's how we kind of had this, form this collaboration. But I'd like to introduce you guys to Matt Cooper to tell us himself about the Silicon Beach Facebook group. So, yeah, it started in, in 2012. And and back in 2012, I don't know if you remember, but that's kind of like when kind of all the VCs started tweeting and opening up and blogging and the podcasting. I mean, you just you would just hear kind of so much about um the investor scene. And and then that's kind of like when Silicon beach really broke out and was, you know, kind of, um, given the name Silicon beach instead of Santa Monica and all of, all of that. So, um, but there was, there was like these six VCs in LA, you know, so it was supposed, it was supposedly like this big budding scene, like it was going to be, it was like, it's amazing, but there's really like only six investors in LA and they all knew each other and they all kind of have their own back channel via email and text and then there was like all of these startups and like how we weren't really communicating to each other. There was like no way to like talk to each other. So I started an email chain of like 20 people and we just kind of started replying all and said like, you know, this is our back channel. Let's do this. And then we were like, you know, this doesn't scale and this is email, which is right. horrible. So like what, you know, what do we do? Should we start up a website or like how do we have our own back channel? And then we just realized that there's, there's these Facebook groups and like, okay, problem solved. Like we don't have to develop anything. We can just, we can just do that. So that's how it started. It really just started as kind of a, a back channel for entrepreneurs, founders, startup people to just talk to each other just so they can talk without the fear of having an investor around because you're in at an event or you're at a thing where you're supposed to be pretending that you're strong and And perfect. You've, Oh, I've got it all in control. And I have, I don't have any questions because I'm brilliant. And you know, um, so you needed a place to just actually be like, man, this is like really hard or like, or what is the deal with this VC? Is this guy like a douche or is this like hot? What, what are the expectations here? What am I supposed to do? Like there were really no rules. You were only hearing what you're supposed to be like, from the people you're supposed to be getting money from. And that's the only thing that you're supposed to do. Totally. And and so it was very one-sided. So it was really about opening, opening that up. Totally. I, even this week I ran into someone at an event and they were saying that they're a part of um, a lot of groups like a different accelerators and stuff have their alumni groups and they felt that they couldn't actually post what they needed to post because they couldn't look bad around 
So even though it's great to have access to this community, they still had to seem like they had everything under control. So it actually wasn't as helpful as it potentially could be. And that's why they were saying we, uh, we they really liked the We Are Latex stuff that they go to because like they could just be themselves and ask the questions they need to ask to get ahead. And I never realized because I look at the other groups and I think, wow, like if I could you know, have access to, you know, everybody in Amplify, everybody in Techstars, everybody in all these, uh, you know, all these big accelerators, like, that's amazing, right? But if you have to censor yourself, it's only amazing to it, a certain it is point. A, it is a huge problem, and it is actually a real problem, and don't be naive. I, You know, I was in an accelerator, um, and, you know, I went through this whole vetting process, and there was like 400 companies, and only 10 got chosen, and right. and I'm I'm there, and now I'm in, you know, and it's yeah. like, great, we're family guys, right? Yeah. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. No, everybody, everybody is still walking on pins and needles. Everybody's still auditioning. Everybody's putting their, their you know, their best foot forward, and that dynamic is like totally real. So you think you're going to go there and the whole point is we're going to help mentor you. You know, we're going to, yeah. we're like, we're going to, no, not really. Yeah. Not really. Like kind of to a degree, they'll help you shape something that's already kind of done or whatever. But, but honestly, those guys, their value is, is, is the money that they have and that's it. And that they, they are saying all that stuff f- uh, to create deal flow for them um, for their business. Yeah. That's their business. It has nothing to do with your business yeah. and they're really not there. So, you know, don't be, don't be naive. You really do need to kind of keep it, you know, all of your questions within the community of the people who are actually dealing with what you're dealing with. I think it sounds like because there's nothing right or wrong. It's just about knowing, always know who your audience is. And so I think like in this case, again, why it's so important that the Silicon Beach Facebook exists is because that's the audience that is warm, welcoming, receptive, and willing to share truthful insights with you to help accelerate your success. Would you say I described it? Yes. Yeah. And and I do have an agenda, which is to try and keep the conversation on topic as far as like answering those questions and not have it be intimidating for somebody who's just starting out. So how can people explore the Silicon Beach Facebook? So that's a tricky thing. So it's a secret group. In Facebook, so you have public groups and you have secret groups. So, uh, you know, the only secret is is that you just need to know somebody who's already kind of looped into the group. And that's to really minimize the amount of kind of service providers that would join the group to say, hey, by the way, I'm an accountant. And if you need a great account, I mean, I just don't want to spend my day deleting things like that. But, you know, if you know Esprit, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably be able to get in pretty easily because all you got to do is know somebody's already in there and then they loop you in. If you feel that you are the right fit, definitely always feel free to reach out to me. Or if you know somebody um, that is in the Silicon Beach Facebook group, I highly recommend it. Matt, thank you so much for creating it, for standing by it, for investing your time. You don't make any money off of it or anything like that. So we really appreciate, I really appreciate you that it exists. It's, It's seriously, I can't think of another Facebook group as robust as Matt's to have a general conversation about LA tech to move yourself forward. Yeah. There's over 2000 people who will answer your questions. So fire them out. So one awesome resource that you guys hear about all the time in the tech community is LA tech happy hour. And so I have here Zach who created the LA tech happy hour, who is also you've heard co-founder of startups in the sky as well. Hi, Zach. Hi, Esprit. Hi. So tell me about LA Tech Happy Hour. 
Yeah, uh, well, it's pretty much what you'd expect based on the name. Uh, it's a really great place to uh, meet people that have kind of the same goals, uh, work in the same industry, or are trying to. Uh, so the, the people we find get the most out of the LA Tech Happy Hour style of event are people who are either new to the area, meaning like new to LA or Southern California, new to the startup business model or this kind of startup community, or new to technology, but have uh, been in entrepreneurship in other facets. And how often are LA Tech Happy Hour events? We try to do at least two a month. So there's always one coming up. And how big are they? How big is the LA Tech Happy Hour community? Uh, It's grown into being really large. On Meetup, I think we're still the largest tech meetup in LA with about 9,000 members. So when you come out to an event, you should probably expect one or 200. And are they all in Santa Monica? Are they all over LA? Uh, We are all over LA. Um, the LA Tech Happy Hour you're going to find mostly on the west side, Santa Monica, Venice, Marina del Rey, uh, Playa Vista, maybe Culver City. Um, and if in downtown, we've kind of separated off with uh, Stardust in the Sky, who I know you've talked to Rachel uh, previously. Uh, so yeah, if you're in like East LA or downtown, I would particularly recommend you check out Stardust in the Sky. And what would you say makes LA Tech Happy Hour unique from all the other events that we have going on in LA? It's actually, I think, probably its simplicity. If you go to a conference, even like a $2,000 a ticket conference with hundreds of people there, if you were to get the honest answer from everybody, almost all of them are there either to meet people or to be seen. So really the largest driver of of people meeting in person is that networking, um, just face-to-face interactions. So the real reason we started it five years ago was simply that we couldn't meet enough people quickly enough. And I'm sure you remember uh, L.A. Tech five years ago was nothing like today. No one was uh, making a podcast for us. (laughs) Well, cool. Thank you, Zach, so much for sharing. Tell tell me a little bit about you before we close out. Um, I guess probably the most relevant thing I can say is that I I moved here from the Midwest to Los Angeles to go to college. And then I left for a while, tried New York, tried uh, Chicago area as well. Um, But L.A. is just too good. So we got to just keep making it better because I never want to leave. And what inspired you to create LA Tech Happy Hour? Uh, at the time, about five years ago, I was working on a software startup with uh, a college buddy of mine. And we just couldn't expand our network fast enough. We needed to hire people who were specialists in like Android development. And it was really hard to get in front of enough good people. And we were trying to find some industry and investor contacts as well. And what it seemed like live events were, would be a good idea. Um, but when you go to I don't know, a meetup on on some, I don't know, MongoDB that says it's going to have networking afterwards. By the end of the boring talk about databases, everyone just leaves. So we decided to skip the content, do it at a bar, make sure everyone had a beer in them, and let it happen. Awesome. And uh, definitely check out LA Tech Happy Hour. You just go to meetup.com or you or what's the URL? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Meetup or you can just go to latechhappyhour.com and it'll forward you right there. Awesome. And uh, definitely feel free to connect with Zach on the social media. Where where are you on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff? Pretty much everything is at Zach Sekar. And how do you spell your last name? Uh, it's Z-A-C-H. And the last name is S-E-K-A-R. Perfect. So make sure to connect with Zach. And as you know, all the events going on in LA Tech with all the different community organizers are on the We Are LA Tech mobile app, which is both on iPhone and Android, though it is in private beta and Android. For iPhone, just go to wearelatech.com slash app. That's wearelatech.com slash app. If you want Android, tweet at wearelatech and we will get you hooked up. All right. 
Thanks, Zach. Definitely one of the top resources in Los Angeles that I'm sure you've heard about a zillion times for the tech community is General Assembly. There's a General Assembly Santa Monica. There's a General Assembly downtown LA. There's probably, there's General Assembly New York. There's General Assemblies like around the world. But in LA, an amazing, amazing General Assembly teammate. I'm so excited to introduce you to her. She's absolutely active in the We Are LA Tech private chat. She's active in my heart and she is active in supporting everybody in LA Tech. Hello, Mickey. Hello, Asri. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. This is like such a treat. It is. So tell me about GA and the short term of saying General Assembly is GA. Yes. Where are all the locations GA exists in Los Angeles specifically? Yeah. So we're headquartered in New York, but we have two locations here in Los Angeles, uh, one in Santa Monica, one in downtown LA. And we actually have just expanded to Orange County. So we have a location in Irvine. Tell me about I mean, General Assembly has come up one million and one times on the We Early Tech podcast. <laughs> like every single person brings up some sort of something with General Assembly, that whether they took like a programming course at General Assembly. I see you absolutely supportive in the We Early Tech private chat. It's just like General Assembly is everywhere. And I think in in a way, it, it's a little confusing and like, wait, so is General Assembly <laughs> a community builder? Are they a course? Are they a, a co-working space? What is General Assembly? We are all of the things. <laughs> um, so we started out actually five years ago when we launched in New York uh, as a co-working space um, and then started doing the classes and events and uh, building up the community. Um, we've since kind of shed off the co-working aspect of it because we see that other places are just doing it so much better and we wanted to focus on the educational and community aspect of it. And so currently uh, we offer, as you said, uh, part-time courses, full-time courses, um, both in business technology and design. We do one-off workshops and boot camps for people that are just looking to do something, you know, on a Tuesday evening or a full day Saturday Photoshop class. Um, and we host a ton of events and whether that's in partnership with great organizations, nonprofits, networking groups that we have around the city, um, or we're producing our own things where we can highlight companies that are doing really awesome things. And what's General Assembly's um, initiative? And also one thing I want to make sure that we do not forget to talk about which I think is a crazy, amazing resource that General Assembly does is you have these um, postgraduate mixers. Yeah. Um, so let's make sure to touch it because that's just so awesome for the community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With our full-time courses, we have full-time courses in web development, user experience design, uh, mobile development, and data science. Um, we have a full-time team that kind of works to connect our graduates from those programs um, and prep them for the hiring process that they're about to go through to get full-time jobs afterwards. Um, and they're working with them on resumes and interviewing and uh, mock interviews and all kinds of different things. And it all kind of culminates into what we call a meet and hire. And it's like a hiring event um, that's kind of flipped on its head where instead of companies that are presenting um, at tables, it's our students um, who are presenting their portfolio and showing off their work. And we invite, you know, 60 to 80 companies to come in and, and meet with our students um, and talk about potential opportunities that they may have at their companies. And how long has General Assembly been around? Uh, we've been in LA for about three years now, um, and we've been uh, alive as an entity for five. And of those people that present themselves, like the students that graduate, does General Assembly support them post-graduation? Like, what's the process there? Yeah, absolutely. So the the full-time team that I mentioned that works with them on kind of their hiring journey, 
Um, it starts within the program, but then it extends out as far as they need to to find that opportunity for them post-graduation. So a lot of the things that and activities that we do um, are post-graduation. The meet and hire is post-graduation. And the team is there for meeting with one-on-ones or um, for negotiation skills once they actually get a job offer or connecting them with other companies that they're hearing about. Um, and so on average, uh, it takes about two to three months in any typical job process, you know, to find that like next opportunity for yourself. Um, and that's what we're finding here as well. So within 180 days, we find that 99% of uh, our graduates are finding a desired outcome from the program. And is every course with General Assembly a paid course? Or are there some courses that are free? Sure. So the the courses that we have, the part-time courses, the full-time courses, those all have tuitions that accompany them. But we do have a ton of events and free uh, intro classes um, or free kind of sample classes where you can get a taste for what those part-time and full-time courses might be. Um, and then the events themselves are are educational and content-driven in nature, whether it's a panel or a fireside chat. And all- are 100% of your events free? Uh, I, I would say like 98%. Like a, almost yes. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that actually reminds me, you guys do a great intro to LA Tech. Yeah. What do you call it? Workshop course? Uh, what do you call it? Immersion? It, it's, an, like, it's an event. Yeah. So we yeah. do an intro to the LA startup community. We've done it maybe a few times a year. We actually did it um, in conjunction with Amplify um, at UCLA a few oh, weeks cool. ago. They just put together a presentation. It's been online for a while on kind of like the... Um, LA tech and venture landscape. And um, Eric, one of the senior associates over there, had put together this really remarkable, um, just research-driven presentation about all the awesome things that are happening in LA tech. Well, I want to get my hands on that. That's (laughs) awesome. It's online. (laughs) I mean, I think the things that people don't think about us, they think that we're obviously a school um, you know, coding boot camp, um, but we offer 15 different courses in business technology and design. So it's not just web development, it's digital marketing and product management and all of these different types of subject matters. Um, but we're always looking for whether different types of partners. So whether you want to partner with us on an event, a marketing initiative, um, if you're looking to hire, um, or even if you're looking to provide educational opportunities within your own company to, you know, further the interests of your employees, you know, employee retention, employee engagement, um, we can provide all types of interesting touch points for you. Rad. And even uh, you guys know we have the We Are LA Tech mobile app that has every single LA Tech event going on in the city with every single community organizers event. It, you just go to wearelatech.com slash app to check that out. And it was developed by Ira Herman, who's an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. LA tech developer and an instructor at General Assembly. We love Ira. He's fantastic. Mickey, thank you so much for being such an active member of the community. And, uh, and, you know, keep on rocking it. And you guys, again, General Assembly events, go to, how can they find out more about what events you have going on aside from the We Are LA Tech app? Sure. So if you go to the website, ga.co, um, go to the on-campus section and there's an events and uh, class and workshops listing there. Awesome. And uh, how can people connect with GA online? Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at GA underscore LA, on Instagram at GA underscore Los Angeles, and we're not on Snapchat. Um, our headquarters account is, and we tend to borrow it sometimes, it's just General <laughs> Assembly. Built in LA is in uh, the studio with us today to talk about like how Built in LA has become one of the top resources for people looking to immerse themselves in LA tech. So hello, everyone. We have like 
all of built in LA, I feel like it's <laughs> right now. Not literally, but it feels like it. The full the full squad is here. Seriously. We're here. So you guys tell me like, um, go ahead and introduce yourselves and then tell me like, uh, why is built in LA so important to someone moving to LA? Like what can they get out of it and where should they go? My name is Tyler uh, Kelly. I am um, one of the director of business development um, in L- uh, built in LA. And uh, I actually just got back from Chicago uh, from two weeks of training. So uh, just kind of got fully ramped up and and ready to uh, join my two other comrades uh, in the in the built-in LA ecosystem. My name's Jackie Barquette, and I'm also one of the directors of business development at Built in LA. I am John Siegel, and I'm the staff writer for Built in LA. And why is Built in LA one of the most important resources here in LA Tech? It's really a unique company and and site. Um, It's really unique because we're so niche. We're really hyper-local. Everything that we write about is specifically based in LA. Um, You know, all the the job roles that you'll see up on the site are all LA. So really our main focus is to just celebrate companies that are based here and really kind of changing the game here. Um, And it's, it's all about the local. Yeah. I mean, I was looking to move out of New York and I really wanted to get into the LA tech space. And I just started, you know, Googling and, and doing my research. And I just realized that through everything I was reading, I'm like, oh, I keep going back to built-in LA. Like, what is this? And I just realized this is a really cool resource. This is awesome. So just through the articles and kind of keeping up on like the top 100 and these different listicles. And it was really cool because I could see what these companies were doing that was different. Um, And that is actually how I then found my job with built-in LA. But yeah, I, I was like using it myself. That's awesome. Tyler? Yeah, so me, I, I came out to to launch a startup of my own about a year ago, and uh, it failed uh, pretty badly um, back in June. And um, I was, I was, you know, I, I really wanted to stay in LA. I'd found that I loved LA. Um, I love the people here. I love the creativeness, uh, and I and I wanted to figure out a way that I could stay in tech and uh, and also stay in in LA. And um, I actually remember I, I went in and I was I was just searching online. I think the first search I did was uh, was tech in in LA, and um, I, I can't remember the article. I actually think it might have been the uh, top fifty women in tech article. And where'd you move here from? Uh, I'm an East Coast boy, so I moved here from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, so I made uh, the big move. I actually, when I decided to, to move to LA, I didn't even go back home. I sold all my stuff remotely and uh, had my uh, my parents send out the rest of my stuff. Um, and, you know, I just I was really committed to to being out here. And, and why LA though? Um, you know what? It's it's hard to explain. I think, but. Uh, there's, there's just, there's, there's a vibe that you get here, um, that I haven't experienced anywhere else. I've traveled a lot and, um, there's just kind of this, this interesting mix of, of creatives, uh, with now kind of this infusion of, 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 of tech and technical talent. And, and just kind of the, the combination of those two is, is really interesting. There's, there's like a little edginess, a lot, you know, in, in tandem with this, this low key laid back, you know, beach vibe. And uh, I hadn't experienced it anywhere else. So um, I was kind of long on LA. I wanted to stay here. And as I said, I found these articles, um, you know, just kind of lurk- looking for content in, in LA tech. And, and that's how I found Built In. Um, so it was just 
it was really through the articles and um, not necessarily going to some job board. Um, you know, I wanted to, to understand more what was going on around me. And the articles really helped me do that, which was really cool. John, can you give us a rundown on some of the articles that you could find on Built in LA? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, We try to, to create a, a blend of entertaining and informative content. So um, just recently I did something on uh, companies that allow dogs in their offices and sort of what very humorously, what role they play within the organization. Then there's there's newsworthy stuff too, uh, fundings uh, as they as they happen, and uh, I I do a lot of profiles as well on on new startups and really just get into uh, what what drives the entrepreneurs uh, and just find interesting stories. It's uh it's got to be a resource for the the readers. It's not they come to the site to to be informed and to to enjoy themselves too. So that's, it's really kind of blending the two of those. And you said that you profile startups. How can they get in touch with you or someone on the team if they'd want to be considered for that? We have a tips line there. It's always at the bottom of our uh, articles. Uh, You could also uh, reach out to us on social media. Um, That's probably the best way to, to get in contact with us. Awesome. And uh, one thing before we close shop, um, John, if you'd feel comfortable, so many people are dying for PR, especially in the startup world. What are the top three tips to get more attention for your startup in L.A.? I think having a, a, a good social media presence is is key. Uh, a lot of the research that I do involves checking out the social medias for channels for, uh, for startups that I eventually write about. Um, and having a good blend of informational and entertaining content is good. Uh, I think also having a good pitch down, uh, not something that's not too long, something that grabs my attention when I'm looking at my inbox. Um, that's that's key as well. Sometimes there's just too much information in uh, in a PR pitch. Um, I think having a great story is obviously something that's uh, that, that attracts me because I'm when I, when I write my content. I want to provide value to, for the reader. I want Amen. them. Amen. I want them to be able to tell their friends, to be compelled to tell their friends that. Wow, I just read this really interesting fact about this one company or this one person. So having an interesting story and really not bragging about it, but making it known um, really gives me more reason to write about you. Those are awesome. And how can people connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me at on Twitter at Jack Built in LA. Um, and you can check out our site, builtinla.com. You can follow us at Built in LA on Twitter. And you can follow me personally at John Built in LA. Um, you can follow me personally at Tyler underscore built in LA, uh, as well as our new Snapchat handle at built in LA. Fantastic. And do you know, Twitter actually works because that's how Tyler and I connected is via Twitter. And so Twitter is not old. It's still current and people are still using it to form awesome relationships. Still relevant. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing more about Built in LA. They're definitely a resource that I respect and I love. And I hope that they keep putting together those, those data reports because they take so much time and they are so helpful to helping this community grow and accelerate. Thank you. When I was a little girl playing in my father's office, I dreamed of learning how to code. But my dad wasn't a coder, he was a businessman. And I never got to learn how, and it's been something that I've been curious about my whole life. And now, like, this whole world is startup and tech crazy, and I just want to know how to code too. Hack Reactor makes coding professionally go from being a dream and something that you just desire to have to really being a legitimate programmer. 
You could get a job straight away after. Even if you've been curious and you want to improve your skills and you're working in the marketing department and you happen to have to learn how to do HTML and you want to take your steps that much further, you got to check out Hack Reactor. Hack Reactor is the trusted environment, academic level education to go to to become the best programmer that you could possibly be. Not only will you get the education, but you'll get the support from them to make sure that you're not alone in the journey. HackReactor.com. We Are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devora, has been a WeAreTech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at WeAreLATech.love. Linked in the show notes.